0: Welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today, we're going to be talking about Atiye Season 1, Episode 8, the Season 1 finale. Um, lots of stuff happened. It was very exciting. They asked us to forgive a couple people. I'm not ready to forgive. And we landed in a parallel universe. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, I'm actually brewing tea right now. That's how excited I am about this episode. And we've taken a little break. So that's how excited I am to get back to Turkish TV time. Wow. Anybody else tea drinking tea?
1: I am not. I had a smoothie earlier, like when we were speaking earlier, Sammy, but I had to make <laughs> sure it was gone by the time we got to the segment. <laughs> that's
0: so funny. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, <laughs> that's one way to do things. <laughs> so now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode.
2: This is going to be one of those funny recap days where
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> we have to pay close attention.
2: You think. <laughs> Um, Yeah, today and this week and the past few weeks have been insane, so unfortunately I wasn't able to give this show the attention it deserves, obviously. Although I have to confess, and of course we can discuss this later, it's starting to feel a little contrived. I don't know, ouch, sorry, my cat, no, my shirt.
1: I think think that's like sign number one that you didn't really watch this episode because I feel like they offended a lot of expectations.
2: Okay. So maybe, maybe I missed something important. (laughs) Okay. So the show starts with this kind of creepy scene in the purple cave full of purple craters. And we have Erhan's father, um, like exploring and walking through the cave. And apparently he like, I really don't know how he saw the place that he decided to, um, Dig, or I don't even know what the word is like. Pick, um, pickaxe at, but he finds this door thing portal, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna make so much money off of this portal! Like, I'm gonna be rich."
1: That's <laughs> not what he said. No, he said there's even more research funding. He said he's gonna get things. research funding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia's like
0: he's the next supervillain. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> that happened when I was playing, paying close attention. So this is really funny. but <laughs> fuck that one. <laughs> oh my god, we might have to redo this freak
0: <laughs> I'm deeply embarrassed. I'm sorry. It'll only get better. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> no anyway so he starts kind of drawing um a map and some things that he identified from the cave from his discovery so that he can find the portal once more or like the store once more and he gets on the phone and, and starts calling someone and tells him that he's gonna get extra research funding <laughs> and not that he's gonna get really rich. um Anyway, because he's a very um, ethically Uh minded um, professor. (laughs) Um, So he's talking on the phone and then some figure that we don't know who they are, like hangs up the phone and starts ripping out the pages of his journal that he'd drawn to show where this portal door is. So it turns out that it's a younger Zuhre and she's warning him that he can't reveal what he's found um, because this is going to be very important um and transcendental in the future and that like nobody else can find out about this because this has you know a whole destiny and it's going to be the way to save atia in the future basically i I think she actually does say that
1: and she transmits the vision of his whole future his death everything to him
2: i was about to yeah (laughs) don't worry i wasn't gonna miss that part (laughs) (laughs) oh god i feel so bad already um, so basically he, in advance he finds out a lot of things about his life, including that he's gonna die, that he's gonna leave his son, that his daughter's gonna be adopted by this family, and then she's gonna die, and like even the exact date of her death, which will be important in the future. Oh, and also that Atie and Erhan will meet and this will be like a fortuitous meeting. It won't be an insignificant meeting. Um, so then we start the episode with, uh atiye basically being in custody so i i had completely kind of forgotten what happened last time but her mother like made like put her in a trap where she was taken um because serdar basically said you know just take her to a mental hospital like it'll be better than her going to prison kind of thing because like he managed to convince everyone she's like a paranoid schizophrenic as we've discussed in previous episodes and so she's in this um mental hospital and she's undressing and like this kind of like humiliating scene where she's forced to undress in front of this man um god my cat won't stop playing with me ow she's scratching me okay now she's gone so um she's walking through this mental hospital all of these mental mental patients around her and she's like clearly very out of place um and she's taken to her little cell where she's kind of like isolated and you know, has a lot of time to think and, and regret things and carve her symbol into the walls in the future. Um, because what an awesome pastime <laughs> that that is.
0: She just wants to really convince them that she's crazy.
2: <laughs> so I mean, she's yeah, exactly.
0: like pulling the class, most classic <laughs> move.
2: Yeah, And so then Serdar is just like chilling in this weird contraption seat thing. And he's kind of just, like, enjoying life. But then he gets this weird, like, glitchy message on his computer, giving him, like, a time, a countdown, which I'm not entirely sure what the countdown is for, or is it? Is it made clear at this point?
1: Yeah, so the, the aliens which speak uh, Syriac, which is, like, a whole thing that I still don't understand, um, tell him that he has to... Like, he basically has to be in control of the situation when Atia opens the portal. Like, she's the only one who can open the portal, but, like, he needs to, like, be there. Be there And, like, you know, whatever is going to happen as a result of that, like, him and this, whatever this entity is that's speaking Syriac at him through a computer, uh, need to be in control of the situation. Um, but then, I, what I wasn't sure of, and... and Maybe you'll get to the senior your recap, Sophia, like a definitive answer, but I wasn't sure if he then decides to like ignore the guidance and take matters into his own hands, or if he was going to like go along with the instructions.
2: I don't know. I think he's kind of trying to cover his bases mm. to some extent, because he wants to like deal with Or Ozan, like yeah. get him out of the way kind of thing. Yeah. Um, i don't know it That's seemed to me
0: like they gave him orders and then he was like after he hung up he was like i'm gonna do my own thing yeah yeah but, but like it wasn't up. really enough context for us to know what was going on yeah yeah
2: yeah so we have more desperate Atia scenes carving shit into um the walls And then Serdar is, like, chilling in his living room. But I don't know if this is a projector. He actually has a tapestry of that rug. Um, Or that, what is it? Like a uh, fiery thing? The Ouroboros. That's what it's called. That
1: mythological figure. (laughs) Oh. What is it? It's like a whole thing. It's a serpent that is immortal and eats itself and is reborn constantly as a result of self-consumption.
2: Nasty. Out of Fagia. Also, why does he have a candle? Well, anyway, we can talk about that in the web. Um, he should have his own
1: HGTV show. He's clearly really good at making, like, definitely. nice cozy rooms. <laughs> lots of warm colors.
2: Yeah. Um, so then Erhan arrives home, and this woman who's supposed to be German or something that I forget, that is kind of his lover on and off, is that the door? Hannah. And she's, like, trying to be flirty, it seems to me, to some degree. And he's, like, very not into the flirting. She, like, lets herself into the apartment. And I get, I, I don't know, this was kind of surprising to me that she turns out to be one of uh, Serdar's goons. Like, I was not expecting that. Um. So she, like, comes and it seems to me like she's trying to get information. I don't know what how you guys, like, interpreted it or, like, she's trying to. I don't know, like, sweeten him up somehow. And then he, like, figures out that she's trying, she's, like, after some, like, confidential information. Um, which, I must, I mean, I, I guess it's the cylinder thingy, the cryptex. Yeah, it's the, the
0: missing notebook pages, which yeah, Erhan yeah. thinks are in the cryptex.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically she makes it clear that she's working with whoever is kind of trying to frame Atiyeh. And that, like, she has a proposal for for Ezan. Eh, No, Ezan, sorry. Erhan. (laughs) Ezan is something different. (laughs) Anyway. um, And he's, like, nope. And he, like, realizes that she's a bad, like, they know that the other people are, like, bad characters. So, um, I don't know how Erhan realizes that she was at Nimrud, like, doing mischief as well. And he like starts fighting her, but she's like, she seems to be pretty well-trained in the martial arts. Um, So she kind of kicks the shit out of him, but she's not able to find anything. So, or it seems, I don't know what she takes. Um, It doesn't seem like she takes anything, but basically she also warns him like, if if you don't do shit with me, like this is going to end really badly for you. So you better just like, help me or you're going to die or face very dire consequences um so then Atiye is again like doing her scratching and asking for like the universe for help it seems or i don't even know who she's asking for help um and then the red-haired woman appears who we don't know um who she is but basically she's telling her like that she determines her own future and like that she is responsible for what has happened to her um and she's like yeah jonsu died because you wanted jonsu to die and takes her back again to the traumatic moment in her childhood when she said she wanted Ati. to die come on A, guys just let it go i mean like why would you do that that's horrible like why do you punish someone for their actions when they're like 3 years old or i guess it's the responsibility of being at whoever Ati is for the universe and so she's asking like this woman to like help like let her wake up from this nightmare. And basically the woman's like, well, it's all your responsibility. Like you can make it happen, however it is, like you can transform your reality or whatever. Um and then she says that Jansu didn't die everywhere. So basically she makes that first implication that there's a parallel universe or a parallel reality. And then Ati like can't, it can't, it doesn't fit into her head that. Um, sorry, that her sister is not dead. Like, you know, it's kind of like all of this, like what the hell is going on? I have no understanding of this is, what this is. Um, And the woman's like, when your wounds heal, everything will be fine, which is very cryptic as well. And some doctors watching this and watching Atiyah talk to like the wall, basically, an inexistent an person. And that just like, makes her more crazy i, I thought that like was everything. pretty funny actually
0: because <laughs> we're like so into the show and like believing her and then they just show the doctor watching her like what the fuck
2: <laughs> and then erhan and Onur have like a conversation and he reveals to Onur that hannah is like in on everything and that she's like a bad character, I guess. And Ana is like, I can't believe I trusted her. Like, she worked with me with five years. And then, basically, Erhan tells him that he has 24 hours to solve the code and the cryptex so that he can, you know, do whatever he needs to do and save Atiye. Um, because bas- I am I guess Sardar, like, said, we'll free Atie if you give me the information that I'm missing. Um, and basically like he still hasn't figured out the combination for the cryptics and that's his main task and like worry right now um and so he, the professor's like yeah I'll work on it we'll see if I come up with anything that I can that I can show you and he like goes well they, they see they have this whole like numerology thing which it's unclear to me whether numerology is like actually a thing or like there's just like some coincidental numerology things on the side of like some real meaningful numbers in real life i don't know because they they do you know it's kind of like when they talked about the constellation and all these things like and they started drawing all the things superimposed like is that like a red herring or is that like an actual plot point anyway side (laughs) what's with the face sammy you're making me feel so I have
0: no idea what you're talking about
2: okay whatever (laughs) I'll explain myself later in the bedroom um so then we have um Ozan with his dad Serdar and like he's wrecked with guilt like he clearly isn't able to pass off what happened as if it's his fault as if it's not his fault like he knows that he killed killed this woman or like has a conviction that he was the one who was responsible for johnson's death and his dad's like making him repeat all these things so that he can convince himself that he's not um you know that he's not a murderer or whatever um but basically like serdar can't can't get over his guilt and, and he's like you know They have a classic interaction where Serdar just gets really, 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 really angry. Um, And that helps actually zero people, obviously. Um, And basically, like, tells him the whole thing. Like, he's not strong enough. And, like, Jansu was weak. So that's why she died. But, like, you're strong because you're my son. And I'll, like, take you through this. And, you know, classic, classic patriarchal monologue. If you ask me. So then Ati's parents are like very upset because basically they're saying like they lost both of their daughters, and you know what's next? What are they gonna do? Like basically, the dad tells her, like, you sold out our daughter, and now we have zero daughters, because like you ruined everything. Um, and he th- he basically like moves out of the house, I guess is kind of the implication, right? Like he says, like, I don't want to come back and you know, they have this whole discussion about whether you know taking um, Atiya to the mental institution is protecting her or not. Which the dad says it's not, the mom says it is, um, and you know, like they can't agree, obviously. And Mustafa like gives her his wedding ring, which is pretty significant, and leaves the house. And she's like begging him to stay, but he doesn't stay. Um, and basically in my mind, he just makes a decision that he needs to take things into his own hands and see, like, like kind of undo the wrongs that he did many years ago when he took in, um, John Su and like hid everything. So the mom like opens this, I don't even know what it is like candle drawer. <laughs> Cause it's full of candles. <laughs> um, and she like starts touching her skin. Turns out she has a scar like in, on her forearm. And it's from when she was a kid. She was like lighting this fire. And for some reason she decided to burn herself. It's not clear to me why. Oh, she had a bug off. She had a star-shaped birthmark.
0: Oh. Yeah. Star birthmark.
2: I thought that was a bug or something. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> important plot point. <laughs> <laughs> She really hates bugs. <laughs> she, she,
1: yes, she branded herself. Opposite branded herself to get
2: rid of a bug. So she's like crying, remembering all of this, and I don't know if she's doing some sort of. Oh no, she opens this box. She takes out this um like mother of pearl box with like little mirrors and stuff, and she starts opening it. And basically, what's inside is this pocket watch, right? Yeah, there's a pocket watch. Was- yeah.
0: I thought it was a pocket watch, but it doesn't. It turn out to be
1: the locket that there, she gives to Atia. A pocket watch and a locket. I think there's two separate uh, items in the Mother world
2: uh, Yeah, there's a, there's like a secret gotcha. bottom, like a fake bottom, yes. and then there's the necklace. But is that the necklace she took from Atia, or does she have her a second own necklace? necklace? Oh, so they each have a necklace. Right. But she's like denied
1: her special status this whole time, so she like hid it away. she like basically i think willed her magic to not manifest like whereas Mm -hmm. like atia just kind of let it happen and obviously Zuja was very much in command of it
2: yeah so um then we go to a really shitty house um which i guess is at han's house when he's trying to figure out what is going on and what the number is Wait, hold on
1: sammy wasn't the stuff with uh in, in set past, like in the burning house, wasn't this also done right after the birthmark scene?
0: Uh, no, I think it's when she's talking to Atier that she we okay. see the flashback.
1: Oh, okay, because I had the I had that bullet point before the Ozan's house, or what, what I don't know. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Sophia. <laughs> Let
2: me just go back but I don't think so I can just watch it here she's just kissing the locket and yeah then we go to some gross dirty dishes and trash <laughs> <laughs> so basically he's doing his best to find out these numbers but Onad can't figure it out he can't figure it out and he says like your father your father is a clue like that's what you need to find something that's significant and important for your father and he's like really concerned with them killing Atier. Like he um, clearly is worried about her health and the professor is kind of trying to reason with him. Like you you can't turn in the secret to these crazy goons. Like they're not going to respect your will, your wishes now that you've like, like you've seen what they're capable of. They're not going to honor their promise and be like super straightforward. Um so he decides to go and speak to Atiya's father because he's convinced that he knows something. Um, and then we have Atiya in the mental institution again, and her mom comes to visit her, and she's meant to have a really short visit. And you know, they have like the mother is like very concerned for her well-being, but Atiya is kind of just like I don't know, maybe she's like what's it called? Well, she's mad at her mother for having put her in there I think and so you know they like her mom opens the bag gives her the necklace and says well I don't know if she says anything but I guess she like acknowledges that Um, she, she says like I know they took your necklace so I'm going to give you my necklace um, which she's able to like she opens very quickly and then Erhan is at the cemetery with well, he finds Mustafa at the cemetery, like crying at Johnson's grave, or like I don't know if crying, but like praying. And they have the the her birth date and her date, like date of death, death date. What is that called? I don't know. Um, but Mustafa's there, and he's like crying. And Erhan comes to talk to him and says, you know, like I'm sorry for your loss, but I really need to talk to you. Um, and he basically tells him that he, you know, well, he, he wants to ask first why, like w- what he wants and why he's at the, at the grave. And, and he wants to know exactly what happened at the, the night of the accident. And he wants to know more clearly, like, um, you know, what were the exact events and, and he, he, he wants to know this information because he thinks it's going to give him the numbers that he needs. Like, he thinks it's going to give him that code that he needs for the cryptics thing. Um, and Mustafa gets super angry. He's like, I don't even know what you want. Like, it's been a long time. Like, how am I supposed to remember any of this? Like, there's nothing left. It's been 23 years, blah, blah, blah. And like, Erhan, like, basically, like, levels levels with him. Girl. And he's like, you know... I had to live my whole life without knowing like who killed my yeah. family. I had to grow up with my sister in another fa- in another family like yeah. my sister didn't get to know her. My like her brother um like this murder was covered yeah. up. Like nobody knew the truth. Um and Mustafa like gives gives his point of view like I there was nothing I could do. Like I had to cover it up. I was in danger. Um I couldn't leave the baby. They were going to kill the baby like as the well. And like oh. all this stuff, and Erhan's trying to understand like who who threatened him, like who are these people? And he says, like, all he knows is that Ati like Atiya didn't kill Jansu, and he's convinced that Ozan killed Jansu. So that's something that he's so like I'm set out not to sure. prove. um and he like gets angry or he gets upset and he leaves. Um and so there's a voiceover apparently um about like how reality stays the same way even if you like don't look at it and that's when she if you don't acknowledge this and that if you don't acknowledge it and that's what she says to john in the mental hospital and i guess it's kind of in reference to her own magic or her own power or whatever like you were always magical like there was always a destiny set out and like just because i didn't want to acknowledge that i was a whatever we call these people um magic i don't even know well that it was still gonna happen and you know she tells her about the village and how they thought her mother was like a witch and that she was evil like because she healed like even though she healed people and like she had positive powers and um then she tells the story as of of the of the house um and so they so I guess now we understand that it wasn't just like some random people like coming up and shooting the house, but they came and they beat up. I think it's the father that they kill first and the daughter escapes. The mother is like yelling and I guess she had a sister that was like literally burnt alive.
0: Yeah, that was really horrifying. They just tossed her into that
2: fire. Oh, Oh my God. And that's her sister, right? Yeah. Who she, like, apparently has never spoken of. Yeah. That was really graphic. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, my God.
2: How young also is it the just... little girl?
0: Young. Jesus.
2: That was fucking graphic and too much. And so Atiya like, finds out that she had a sister who was 12 years old, as the show tells her. Shehead is her name, was her name, right? Shead? Yep. Oh. Okay. And I guess she's a little girl that she's seen in all the like drawings and in the road, right? Like that's the same little girl. And so basically set up like her sister's death, her dad's death, like it all traumatized her and made her really not want to be part of what her mom was doing. And so she like basically she, well, as we discussed previously, she burned her own birthmark and then she saw the, the mark on Atiye as well. But I don't know, where does Atiye have the mark? Right here behind her neck, right? So she saw that mark on Atiye that really scared her and like that made her think that she might have the same fate or like she might suffer like Sahel. So basically she decided to cut her mom out of her life in order to kind of protect Atiye and um, i guess she's like now coming clean realizing that that protection was never protection and it just like led to like shit that was going to happen still happened and so like the mom is is like really sad and like she knows she like screwed up and she says like she doesn't want to lose atie and like she's basically been doing all this stuff to protect her throughout the years and so atie having like had this encounter with the vision previously says like maybe like jobs is not dead like maybe you haven't lost her and she like weirdly is very nice to her mother and says like you know there's there's nothing you could do like it was out of your control um and like i thank you for everything you've done and everything you couldn't do and then the lights flash which um i guess is code for our red-haired friend is going to come slash her visit with her mom's over but no red-haired friend it doesn't seem and her mom tells her like she has a duty and a legacy and like she has to like bring forward everything that her grandmother did and like whatever and basically like that something's gonna be born in Anatolia right Anadolu is the same as Anatolia I'm I'm assuming (laughs) and so like because I guess the portal's gonna open, like whatever it is that's gonna come out of the portal is gonna be a birth. I don't even know. Um, this is just me conjecturing what it could be. Um, and Ati is making all these weird shapes with her logo. I don't even know what to call her little drawing, but she's like compounding it. So I don't know if that has a special significance at all. Um, but then it like weirdly lights up. Um and I don't know if it's Ati like or like it actually like kind of animates somehow anyway so then as erhan is like in the graveyard still sitting by the grave he like looks at the numbers he's like touching um the the sand the soil and you know kind of i guess trying to communicate with his sister like trying to you know soothe all the things that or or not soothe Um, make up all the things that that didn't you know happen like all the feelings that he has of not having known her of not having like being able to be there for her yeah all this stuff um and then like right as he's like there he has the realization that the numbers are her date of birth and her date of death like those are the so basically um what that implies is that the dad knew everything already like that he already knew when his daughter was going to die before he himself died. So I guess, I mean, this is also like a, a big thing for, well, we, as the, what, as the viewers already knew that this was a thing, but for Erhan, like he, he didn't know that it was a thing. So it just goes to show like how powerful this magic or this stuff is. Yeah. Um, and so he takes out his little cryptex and he uses a code on it and he opens it and he's able to take out the pages. Of course, this is very dramatic. This doesn't just happen. <laughs> There's a lot of um like moving the thingy involved. And so um th- this woman, this woman Hannah walks into Atiye's um hospital room and like sees all the symbols and sees like a white feather coming in down from the ceiling and i guess she realizes that atia escaped which is a big thing because like she has to open the portal so i guess either she was gonna let her out or atia had to let herself out um and so then we arrive at this like i don't know if i consider it it's like a nice house i guess with like its little like lotus pond and um i guess it's the house that it might be like a weekend house for them. Cause like Ozan's there, but I don't know if he's like exiled there and he finds someone hanged from the ceiling. Um, which I, I don't understand like why that happened or who that is.
0: It's just a, like a hallucination that he's having. Oh, or maybe him seeing the future. I don't know. It's he's having a tough time.
2: Yeah, clearly. So, is that their like summer house or like weekend house or whatever?
0: We got to talk about the house in the gossip section because that house is fucking weird.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So he's there. He's like driving himself insane, and he like tries to hang himself from the ceiling. Um, well, not from the ceiling, from the stairs, I guess. But the the staircase, like the the railing, breaks. And he falls to the ground. And then he realizes that it's hollow under the floor. So he opens. Um, oh, wait. Well, I did it in the wrong order. But basically, he opens. Um, wait, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm getting ahead of myself. So Erhan opens the cryptex. He reads this paper, these papers. He like realizes that he needs to go get Atiye. And then Atiye is at the door and so they realize that they have to go to wherever the portal is opening and they rush to the portal and then Hannah is talking to Sardar. and then we we finally like get the actual acknowledgement that they're both working together and she says that Atiye escaped and um, basically that Erhan I think is onto her and um, she yeah she shows him a video of Atiye escaping so then then is when this dude um like freaks out tries to hang himself um and then the police come and stop erhan and Atiye. but i don't even know how they escape the police anyway so he hangs himself falls touch, like t- touches a hollow thing in the ground mustafa um comes to find Atiye and erhan right that's how it happens. Like they meet up with it. No, he, the dad. No, the dad recovers some erased data from some hard drive. And that's when he realizes like he finds a video where um, basically he finds out that Ozan didn't kill Jansu. Jansu was like really hurt. But then Serdad came in with gloves, altered the scene, left the ring and choked her with a pillow. So he goes and shows this information to Ozan, who also like found the secret room with all this footage and like has re- like comes to realize that his dad didn't want him to be with Atiye just because he thought Atiye was like a good girl. Like he clearly had like some ulterior motive and like all of his, all of his words are resounding in his brain and being like, yeah, this, like you can never break up with this girl. This girl is really important, whatever. And so he's in the car. Hana is following um, right behind and um, they go to this place wherever it is that the portal is opening and they have the countdown on their watch. Um, and so Mustafa and um, Ozan join teams. Mustafa shows Ozan the video so he feels, I guess, like better with himself. Mm, Atiye and Erhan are driving and she's asleep and they get stopped. Um, by the cops, but it turns out the cops are Mustafa um, and and the crew, right? Okay, this I think this is where I get, no the, the so Serdar and Hannah catch up to Atiye and Erhan, right? So and then Hannah
0: catches up to Ati and Erhan. Serdar is uh-huh. mysteriously stopped on a random road in the middle of nowhere. And Mustafa and Ozan come with the cops and arrest him. That's what I understood.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. But Atiya runs away, right? Like she, she, she stabs, she stabs Erhan, Hannah, and he's like left to die, I guess. But we know he's not going to die because he's. So he he said like, Hannah got the papers and she's going towards Serdar, and Serdar's like, I won, basically like fuck everyone. I'm the king of the world, whatever. Whatever Tony Montana said, the world is yours, whatever. But then all the cops come and they arrest him because they have that video of him killing um John Su. And he's arrested and we see what is it in the sky? There's like a moon and then there's another very shiny object. I guess it's some sort of eclipse.
1: Probably serious. you <laughs> Keep having
2: that come up i don't know i didn't notice it actually <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's what something else who knows so said that it's really sad that his son like ratted him out and obviously like this is an over kind of face and i'm sure it's not over and then they take him into custody mustafa and ozan feel like they save the day kind of thing except ozan still looks pretty frazzled about all of this yeah so this this the star whatever i guess it's serious because it's the portal it starts getting really bright and big um and so Atiye like follows the little shepherd girl that we now know as Sahed to the cave opening and she walks she's like able to break into the portal that had been discovered previously by Erhan's father she like crawls in and inside she finds Jansu and she hugs Jansu um and then like everything goes blank and there's a voiceover and like what happened like there's this whole thing and like Ati gift was given to you, and you can do with it what you want. Like, and she tells her sister that she wants her to come back. And John sue's like, Are you sure? Like, this is, I guess, foreshadowing that this is going to change the whole course of the story. And so I don't even know what this like these scenes are meant to show, but I guess that they showed that something shifted, something changed. Cause they're just like flying through these clouds. And so then Ati is like at someone's door, and she's hugged her. She's hugging her, and it's and she says like Jansu, I love her, I love you, whatever. And then her sister's like, I'm not Jansu, I'm Elif. And she's like, I, I don't even know who you are. I have a lot of shit to do, so like bye. And she closes the door, um, of the apartment, and that's when Ati, I guess, realizes that something important has changed, um, and. She leaves this apartment kind of like, I guess she gets dizzy. Is, does she get dizzy or is she just in shock about what happened? I don't know. I
1: think she's just in shock.
2: Yeah. And so she walks out of the apartment and she has blood on her hands so now we don't know what she did. And she sees her is it blood on or the red street. Paint? Well, I don't know yeah. if it's I guess blood, it's paint. Sorry. And then that's the end. But initially I thought it was blood. I guess I didn't make the connection yeah sorry that was a really long recap
0: (laughs) that's okay a lot of stuff happened and a lot of it was confusing so
2: yeah I fucked up clearly but fortunately I want
1: to call out one like like objective plot point as opposed to like gossip just at the very end when Sophia mentioned like flying through the clouds and like that landscape scene and stuff when the the John still hugging happened um the, the important visual there, in my opinion, was the Gobekli Tepe, like, shelter over the archaeological site dissolving into all those birds, which are probably cranes, because cranes keep being important. Um, so that means that in the reality where there's Adif and not Jansu, I think there's no, like, Gobekli Tepe hasn't even been discovered. So who knows what Han's doing? Oh, Yeah.
2: Right. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about that. So. Interesting. Yes.
0: So now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling my tea because i made tea <laughs> section. Um, okay, so the first thing I have to point out, and I really just can't wait mm-hmm. until the end. Um, you know how we used to make fun of the protector uh, plot prop people all the time? I think for this show, it's going to have to be the composer because the music in this episode was so really? insane. Notice it. Oh my God. It's like so ridiculously dramatic all the time. And it started out when we're in the purple cave, there's like some weird, like techno, like Star Trek music. I don't know. The whole thing was bizarre. I, I mean, a note that the
1: purple rocks look just incredibly fake. Like, of course it's like fantasy, but like, can we try to like not make it seem like weird like it looked bad features, it yeah. looked
0: like star trek original series which was you know 40 years ago <laughs> and looked about yeah. the same quality
2: yeah true yeah the, i mean those purpley radioactive things like also because we don't know what they are it just makes them seem more fake
1: what do you think he saw through like the wind tunnel like he, did he literally just see what at uh, the end of seeing, which was John Su in like a pristine white dress at the altar. or Do you think, like, I, I just like, or maybe everyone perceives it differently? But
0: well, he saw he definitely saw the picture of uh-huh. Saher because he drew that mm-hmm. in the notebook, and
1: Honestly, maybe that's yeah, all maybe it took he
0: for him to get an incredibly like, realistic
1: drawing of a modern-looking person in a cave that old would be like enough to yeah. flip out, probably. So.
2: Yeah. yeah 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 maybe maybe just the air pulling in probably was also just enough for him to realize that that was some crazy vortex thing there's
1: <laughs> so much funding for my vortex <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can't get over how confused i was about that <laughs>
0: um and then he calls Onair, and I feel like this episode they were really trying to convince us that Onair is like just yeah. a normal good helper guy but I just really there was a good opportunity sketchy vibes. to make him
1: part of the whole thing I think which would have been almost more mm-hmm. believable like part of the whole like kind of thing
0: yeah him just being like the kindly like replacement father figure but helper he really guy I, I just don't buy it yeah mm-hmm
2: yeah well that's the thing i don't know if there's like i mean he hannah was his research assistant and he didn't realize that she was a sketchy person right that was placed very like specifically there that's true. That's for, true. he was
1: like for five years i didn't know
2: <laughs> she worked with me from march whatever to yeah
0: <laughs> um Let's see. Okay, we've got the Serdar's talking to the aliens but speaking through his again laptop.
1: In, in like an old Mesopotamian language, which is like—it
0: sounded really cool when he was speaking. I'm it, just curious I have to if say. they
1: like pick. It couldn't have been. I don't know. Like, why pick that? Like, why pick that language? Because like <laughs> it's referenced earlier in the show, so it seems intentional. But they like don't. Unless you have subtitles on, it doesn't say. So it's weird.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the English subtitles okay. it doesn't say the, anything. Her, You're just supposed to assume yeah, it's Turkish.
1: Subtitles on for my, for the you know, my grandma's ease of uh, kind of following what's going on because the dialogue, the spoken dialogue goes a little bit too fast. Um, and it says it said Syriac there. and, I was, that's, and that's the first I, first time I realized in watching this that they were speaking a real language so it certainly would mm-hmm. suggest that these people these whatever this entity isn't alien so much as like of this earth but like supernatural so
2: mm.
0: maybe like someone producing the show has a cousin who's a professor maybe just, like, needed a job
1: finding ways to put it in <laughs> what do you guys think about sad like personal logo being the immortal serpent that eats itself like, is he gonna, like, is him going to prison, Ugh. like, his next meal, and then he re-emerges?
0: The whole, I need, I need so much more explanation on the Serdar thing. It's so, it's He's so an confused. immortal.
2: That's my, my conclusion.
0: Is Ozan really his son, then?
2: No, I don't think so. I think he's just a pawn.
0: Yeah. Because he hates him too. a
2: lot. Granted, yeah. a lot of parents hate their kids, but, yeah. like, that's yeah. just another level.
0: Was, okay, so when, skipping ahead a little bit, but when Ozan goes into that secret cellar trapdoor room and sees all the evidence or whatever, was what he was freaking out about, was it, like, that he'd been tricked into his Atier relationship? Yeah,
1: like, he was replaying all the stuff about his dad saying, like, I can't live without Atia either, like, all that weird shit that he would say to her, say to him about her. Like, all of the dots mm-hmm. were connecting when he saw, I guess, photos that were the earliest of their relationship or like predated their relationship, even. So it's like he was obviously aware of her designing the whole thing. Gotcha. But it was a very quick amount of time okay. for him to make that conclusion. Like, I feel like I would be looking at the photos and being like, what? Yeah, he like <laughs> walked in there and he was like, yeah. oh. Like, no! I, as someone who I think is smarter than Ozan, would have taken a second and yeah he like walked in yeah i'm willing to he back like walked you up in and that. like immediately like <laughs> just breathing the air of the room made him realize what happened <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did a great job that actor at like absolutely flipping out i feel like it was very believable whereas i have to say in this episode when Sardar is yelling at Ozan, I was like, oh my god, please stop. This is like the worst. I really enjoyed the line,
1: the line, you're strong because you are my son.
0: I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, wait, weren't you beating him with a whip oh, two god. episodes ago? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: how do we, so Sammy, you had said at the top of the show that you weren't ready to, or maybe it wasn't the top of the show maybe it was just the top of this zoom call um, that you weren't ready to forgive some of the people that this episode set you up to forgive so I think is one of those yeah right
0: Serap and Ozan I feel like yeah. they were trying to get us to feel bad for him um and I actually would have bought it had they not showed us the rape scene, which I still don't understand why they put it in, because it's never been realized again. Um, Because other than that, you could probably just be like, oh, he's just a stupid boy and he fucked up, but he feels really bad about it. Yeah, agreed.
1: I think there were ways for Atiyah to realize that he's actually super shitty. That didn't involve him. him.
0: Yeah. Um, And then, as Sophia said during the recap, like, the fact that Atier was so nice to her mom was just confusing to me because she did not just coming to see her in her prison cell was not enough to yeah. warrant forgiveness. I think at it's all. just that
2: Atia, like the way they're trying to portray her on the show which I don't entirely agree with like she's like one of those people that are like beyond good and evil like like they can see the world, like from such a more macro perspective that the small minutiae that happened to them yeah. are not significant.
1: But like we on have, a larger scale, we haven't like gotten enough of her having these transcendental experiences to understand like why she suddenly like like that. Because her little cave yeah. journey was all about her; it wasn't about like the universe.
2: Yeah,
1: I think right. we needed a scene of her like being exposed to the realities of like reality <laughs> to to uh <laughs> to justify all of this also unrelated to sad and all of this but well kind of it's related to the her previous cave of wonders like in in uh memroth uh, atias cave of wonders um remember in that episode where we were dissecting the, those scenes where i was like did y'all see that random bee in the cave that was so weird and the, yeah. the bee like pointed yeah. out like the ladder to her. Basically, that same bee was in this episode at the graveyard where it like pointed out the the death date. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I missed the bee again. Yeah, I, I know, <laughs> it,
0: Wow. Maybe that's like what the form that the redheaded oracle lady yeah
1: yeah why a bee
0: into.
1: I don't know, but yeah. I mean, I have enough bee puns to like sustain further cameos from the bees.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah.
1: Good, good, good. But back to setup. Sorry, that was a tangent because I had to remember that.
0: Setup sucks. That's my only intelligent yeah. point on this. Yeah, subject. I
1: agree. The fact that she had a birthmark and tried to erase it is just like, okay. And then
2: the fact that. She I mean, also, I, I don't thing. believe that fire erased her birthmark. That was weird. You what?
0: Well, she just gave yeah, herself it just, a burn.
1: It just scarred over. A scar.
2: It. I don't know. That seemed weird. So, so like, don't I don't believe it. in
1: this medicine. I don't believe in how the human body works.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a purple thing. And then now she has like a see
1: through scar. It's not. Why is it see through? It's like skin colored, her scar. Because it's scar tissue from a burn.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean,
1: but still. What? What Fine. color did you expect it to be? purple red or something.
0: um listeners please don't experiment with this i don't want to know real real
1: is, it just graft over itself in the same color as the skin the
2: well like if skin. you burnt over well i guess that's what tattoo removal is i guess okay
0: anyway sorry <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo removal is like dispersing the ink
2: oh so it's not burning over the it's ink it's
0: not no
2: because then you I would get a glob so. i guess of skin oh dear <laughs> Please, I don't want a glob of skin. <laughs>
0: disgusting. Okay, Sophia is not
1: a traded woman. Oh
0: no. <laughs> Sophia's got yes. a dermatologist and we sh- hope she doesn't. We're become... worried about what
2: kinds
0: of skin gloves <laughs> She'll recommend.
2: Sorry. I just like had never thought about it. So when she burns her thing, like her mark off, I just didn't seem realistic to me, but I guess based on what you guys are saying, maybe it is.
0: <laughs> it seems realistic to me. Okay.
2: I won't argue with you. <laughs> Oh, no, no okay. need to to think that I'm a dermatologist or have anything in t- intelligent to say about skin. It's like the hill that um, Sophia chooses to die on, like
1: skin globs. Yes, yeah,
0: skin <laughs> globs. <laughs> I'm
1: sensing a yeah, T-shirt in our
0: future. Oh god. Um. Okay. Can we talk about this barn yeah. house
1: thing, Very, country um, house? I felt like I was asphyxiating watching how low that ceiling was where he was sitting. Okay,
0: Okay. so it's like the view seems like like a lovely mountain view, but when he first walks in, there's a giant seahorse painting on the wall. (laughs) Yeah, and then it's like he walks past like 200 feet of like office supplies. When
1: he's walking to the couch it was so yeah I think I missed I think I missed some of that I I mean I obviously saw vision of his I think mom or whoever that was hanging and then uh you know all that and then the subsequent scene of him like having a meltdown listening to music and drinking but I think I missed all the other objects
0: to get to the meltdown or maybe to get to his combo with his dad He walked, like, 500 feet inside this fucking barn. I don't understand. That's, like, decorated with a nautical beach theme in the middle of the mountains.
2: (laughs) Well, it also has a giant lotus thing, pond, whatever that's called.
0: There was, like, a koi pond inside it? No,
2: when he parks the car.
1: Uh, Oh, that's weird, too. They were just going for all kinds of- well you know
2: he also had a jacuzzi in his bedroom so yeah did not have many expectations that his oh god i just had a flashback to sardar's little puppy i wonder what happened to it
0: oh zeus i think zeus is actually the alien overlord
2: Ooh. we're going to men in black vibes exactly i think we discussed this previously didn't we We
0: did, because that stupid locket is so exactly what the Men in Black charm thing looks like. It's ridiculous. Okay, Mustafa turns out to be a very useful badass.
2: But I'm not clear as to whether these people going to jail is going to actually make any difference.
0: I mean, of course it won't. (laughs) but still he's got like a video of the guy murdering her so how how also is any of it
1: relevant because we jumped universes yeah
0: true will we ever go back to that
2: oh so now it's going to be a whole shit show for her to get back with erhan
1: yeah and like convince everyone that she's some special shit because like people barely believed her in her primary universe
2: right that's gonna be frustrating
1: yeah Thankfully, they only, I mean, that's only really, if I remember correctly, a few episodes in season two. And then, like, the plot gets moving, like, truly forward again. And then I'm guessing season, I mean, I can't remember how season two ends, but I'm guessing that season three is also going to be, like, forward momentum rather than, oh, here's another universe. We're just going to, like, extend the show another season because we're oh, just going to forget everything again. <laughs> I-
0: I'm just glad we get Jonsu you know angry quipping john sue yes. back in our lives
1: her be not great. being adopted probably in this universe do you guys think she has her like various insecurities and that she addresses through drinking during the day or do you think that she'll be more balanced
0: <laughs> that's a good question i think she's gonna be like the perfect goody, two- goody two-shoes mm.
2: Girl, I feel like she's probably doing something with her life that's not what she loves. Like I feel like it's been very much.
0: Well, she is doing clothes. I don't know. Right?
2: I didn't. I didn't see that from her apartment. I think So, yeah. Because
0: when when Atia closes the door, it was Venus like five. I don't know. Or
1: something, yeah. Oh,
0: Venus, right? Venus designs, and it was. That's like, what her apartment, right,
1: that's the same place where they live. It's just like her office now. It looks like the same doorway but maybe not was there a place on the floor I think they just, yeah you just have to climb up a few steps i think from the street yeah oh yeah
0: it's on the hill yeah maybe that makes sense it's on the
2: hill so like when she walks in like she walks in on the first floor but it's like tilted down
1: and is Atier like a homeless graffiti artist Who can't remember anything that's also wild that like she was like born into that the consciousness she possesses in that scene, like in that moment. So, like, what was pre that moment Atia doing? Like, who was that? That crazy. She was. In the-
0: yeah, and is yeah. she dead now?
1: Yeah, that consciousness. My consciousness just exploded.
2: <laughs> Indeed.
1: Uh, would that be worth it for you guys, like personally, if you like were, if you had the purple cave moment and the opportunity to bring back a loved one? And you knew that the only way they so Atia didn't know it obviously, although she should have guessed um, that it wasn't going to be a straightforward thing. It was like, "Have you seen any movie ever, Atia?" Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you knew the outcome, <laughs> and that like your loved one wouldn't know you, and you'd like be stranded in a different setting altogether. Like, would you want that? Good question. I don't know. Also, like, I would worry about is my loved one going to still be okay in that other universe or like, are they destined to? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or are they what destined if to be like a similar end? Because like, that's just how it goes for them. Like for that particular entity. Yeah. I probably wouldn't, I don't know. I'd rather stick with the messed up world that I know rather than explore
2: a different one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point.
1: Hashtag deep thought.
0: <laughs> very deep I need more tea <laughs> um, okay something kind of random but I just wanted to point it out is that at least I've been waiting like this whole season for that very first scene of this whole series to show up again mm. which was like oh, yeah. in the white dress yeah. coming out of the forest with the bloody donut stomach and interrupting her own funeral. And I expected that to be in this season. Um, so I was kind of surprised that we didn't get that. It's uh, definitely not a true.
1: dropped or like a loose end that's untied. It does come. I just forgot it wasn't in this season either. It's yeah. a bit cleaner.
0: But it shows, I guess, that they knew yeah. that they were going to get another season. Which means they could be more consistent because I feel like the protector they like <laughs> did the season and then they're like alright we're done yeah. <laughs> Um, anything else for this section I'm glad Hannah is a badass and we get that actress <laughs> kicking butt because I think she's awesome
2: I don't know her, her character was also, kind of crap like she was there on and off and then all of a sudden like
0: yeah she was very underdeveloped but hopefully in this new universe she'll be more
2: Complex. I don't think she'll show up again. Will she?
0: I feel like um, her and Erhan are going to be like shacked up like white picket fence oh. couple in this universe. Interesting. That's my theory. Do you think Serdar exists in this new universe or do you think because he's kind of like knows what's going on, there's just
1: one of him?
2: I feel like like the bad guys will still exist. Maybe they're not the same, but the I don't remember exist.
1: honestly if he does, but I feel yeah. like he will and he might actually be aware of what's going on.
0: Right. Like I could see him yeah, like going back and forth at will. Today for our history section, we are going to be talking about what was featured in the big reveal at the end of this episode, which is a parallel universe. Um, I kind of felt like this was coming because of that Men in Black locket thing that she was holding, um, but I'm really excited. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Just like love seeing like characters you know doing like a completely different character. I don't know. I think it'll be fun. Um, so. I can talk a little bit about the science theories behind parallel universes. And then we can talk about all of the pop culture stuff that we definitely know off the top of our heads and didn't look up on Wikipedia.
1: We definitely <laughs> didn't have an exchange earlier today where we were like, I think this is a trope. <laughs> I can't <laughs> oh, think of anything. Oh, wait. <laughs> literally every form of media that's ever
0: existed. <laughs> um, OK, so. First, we're going to start with the Big Bang. Uh, so <laughs> everybody knows about the Big Bang. But apparently, prior to the Big Bang, cosmic inflation started, which is like the expanding edges of the universe. And that kind of triggered the Big Bang. So there's this theory called the Theory of Internal Inflation by Alexander Vilenkin from Tufts University. Shout out to Sophia's alma mater. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks he theorizes that uh, the space is constantly inflating as it was during the Big Bang. And our um, universe was formed by inflation slowing and it creates kind of a bubble. And so the theory is that every place in which the inflation slows, a bubble is created and that creates another Big Bang and another universe. Um, And it makes some sense to me, I think. Basically, you could never reach any of these because you would have to travel faster than the expansion of space, which is faster than the speed of light. So, probably we're not going to travel that fast anytime soon.
1: So, we're in a bubble, one of these bubbles right now, Sandy. We're
0: in a bubble, correct. Our, I think our universe is a bubble. Our
1: universe is a bubble. Yeah. Okay, so, you and I share the same bubble and are listening. We do. Trip Bubble. That's neat.
0: We're all in a bubble together. (laughs) Um, Okay. The next theory is related to quantum mechanics. Um, So, basically, as we all know, uh, for each like electron, quark, whatever you're talking about, multiple states exist at the same time. Um, And when we look, we can only observe one. So, kind of apply that theory to parallel universes. Um, observing it leads to a collapse to a single reality but that in this theory leads to a almost infinite branching of parallel universes at each moment so there's infinity to the infinite power universes that have happened over the course of time. There's another more boring theory (laughs) that, well, I guess it's kind of cool, but if the universe is infinitely big, which I, at this point, I think we suppose that it is, um, at some point, all of the conditions that led to our universe, including like what you had for breakfast yesterday will be repeated. So that theory, there is a matching universe out there just because there's an infinite number. And at some point repetitions are going to happen. And then Researchers at the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics, which was somewhere in Canada, uh, shouts to you guys, think that
1: they're <laughs> the, theorizing big, <laughs> yeah,
0: the Big Bang was like um, kind of like an event in the middle of these two mirror universes. So our entire universe is kind of being lived backwards on the other side of oh the Big God. Bang. What? <laughs> it's kind of cool to think about So we'd be
1: at the end of our podcast
0: right now Sammy crazy <laughs> no we'd be at the exact same time as our podcast but how long oh, was what? a big day ago like 10 billion years or something <laughs> that time 20 billion years oh, on the other side
1: I don't like that I don't like that one
0: <laughs> okay
1: we're throwing that one,
0: Actually, that <laughs> one out <laughs> um so historically, this idea appears in Norse mythology, Buddhist cosmology, and Hindu cosmology, apparently. Hmm. Um, pop culture?
1: Yeah, so pop culture, I mean where to begin truly. Uh, similar to what Sammy and I were thinking earlier, um, there this really doesn't come up anywhere. <laughs> um, so I mean, no, but all in all seriousness, it comes up in all kinds of novels not just hard science science fiction Mm. but you know more whimsical things like you know the chronicles of narnia even the the wardrobe is a portal into a universe where there's uh kind of more traditional magical elements uh fantasy magical elements um sammy earlier when we were texting about this pointed out the marvel cinematic universe so that's in obviously in film and television Um, comic books, not just Western comic books, but lots of anime and manga, um, other, uh, you know, other traditions of kind of graphic storytelling, graphic novel storytelling, Uh, video games, very good way to extend a franchise, as it turns out, (laughs) um, by throwing your protagonist in a different uh, reality. Um, Another interesting thing I read Uh, definitely not on Wikipedia, was the fact that um, it's actually incorrect to exchange or swap the terms. Like I I do this all the time. I mean, I'm still probably going to do this on the rest of the segment, Uh, swapping the idea of another dimension with a parallel universe and using Mm. them interchangeably. Mm -hmm. Apparently, those are two distinct phenomena and people who are really into the hard science science fiction get really offended by that but I don't think that is anyone who has anything to do with this podcast maybe (laughs) Um, if you are offended I apologize but I'm truly like not going to be able to not swap those words Um, but I think uh, so this is the distinction and I'm definitely not plagiarizing from Wikipedia here in written science fiction new dimension in quotes more commonly and more accurately, refers to additional coordinate axes beyond the three spatial axes with which we are familiar. So -hmm. this idea came about actually in 1884, there was a novel kind of proto sci-fi written by Edwin Abbott called Flatland, where uh, it starts out in a world of two dimensions inhabited by, uh, sentient squares and triangles and circles all just kind of interact <laughs> with each other but there's also point land that's zero dimensions and line Land that's one dimension and spaceland that's three and then kind of trails off saying okay there may be four or five dimensions um, and that is you know that really uh, um, influenced Asimov in the next century even H.G. Wells when he wrote about when he wrote the time machine I think about a decade later is when he wrote the time machine and his um, his new dimension, his, he also correctly, according to, you know, these hardcore people uh, use dimensions correctly uh, because time is then put on its own axis and Mm -hmm. uh, the time machine is able to travel between uh, different points along that axis. Um, But it's not, you know, there's other, and I can't think of a good example. Actually, let me see
0: well like uh, hyperspace travel yeah, in like a, star trek is yeah um, and that
1: that's um and that's a parallel universe rather than a new dimension oh. i believe uh-oh <laughs> that's
0: confusing okay
1: yeah so the concept of hyperspace refers to oh no to sorry hyperspace universe.
0: is hyperspace star wars and warp speed I, is
1: star trek Hyperspace. So I me? think it's a. I think it's maybe, but it's also a generic term that's invoked in okay. other sci-fi. Um, but so the dimensions are are this kind of the, the HG Wells time machine. This guy's little like squares and circles hanging out book, um, <laughs> and then uh, also it, it cites um, the Tardis uh stuff with yeah some stuff different subplots that have happened with the TARDIS you know being uh, undergoing repairs and then triggering the doctor to enter um or to travel along this the time dimension Uh, but there's also other examples apparently in that show of the TARDIS opening up the doors to a new universe which is a distinct I guess I'm still confused how it's a distinct phenomenon I (laughs) I think maybe maybe with the dimensions it's like you're in the same universe you there's just you're like occupying the same space almost right right but you're like perceiving maybe a different um like more of it than we ordinarily perceive in our kind of quote-unquote real lives um but it sounds like hyperspace any kind of um transfer into parallel universes is like you know you're entering and exiting Mm -hmm. where you are now okay That's how I understand it. But I mean, I think it is, I think these are all kind of melded together. I don't think people like who are writing these kinds of books or or comic books or scripts are really combing through (laughs) these distinctions.
0: (laughs) Well, it depends, but yeah, I'm sure some some of them are are not, yeah. yeah. Um, Another example I was thinking about is His Dark Materials. Uh, Lyra has the like subtle knife that cuts through She like makes doors. And I I think that counts as parallel universe, but maybe it's all straight dimension. I don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, other good examples are um, various forms of dystopia, like the man in the high castle. Um, Apparently there's a whole subgenre of what if the Roman empire never fell? (laughs) There's a whole set of novels that into in that horrifying genre although not as horrifying as what if the nazis didn't lose
0: um, yeah, really. or
1: what if the confederacy never lost there's yeah I, I, yeah
0: that was gonna be a show and then they were like oh no this oh is a bad God. idea
1: and then all the white guys were like what <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and then our uh professor our history professor in turkey was writing or had written a book about what if the ottoman empire had won vienna
1: oh he was
0: mm-hmm.
1: I forgot that wow yeah that would have been wild I bet he's not the only one who was doing that yeah it's um,
0: interesting idea
1: yeah um also didn't we I'm still super confused about what kind of evolution we talked about in an earlier episode was it convergent evolution
0: I honestly don't want to say it was because I think it was I don't know we use like 12 different very confusing terms
1: we did but anyway if listeners please forgive us if it wasn't convergent evolution but if it was this is relevant um it also comes up as a kind of a tangent to parallel universes in that um like in star trek for example they have multiple episodes where um Uh, For example, one one episode that's summarized here in this non-Wikipedia, completely (laughs) non-Wikipedia article I'm reading, is uh, a planet that looks like they have the same level of technology that we have in the present day in our world right now. But um, the society is set up like the Roman Empire. So uh, there's like gladiator fights and people are enslaved, but I guess the slaves were set up with... um, quote-unquote humane conditions," so they didn't rebel, so they were allowed, like, they were, the empire was allowed to continue, Um, or, you know, there were, there was, there was a different episode where there was a subplot similar to, um, or there was a conflict on a planet similar to communist versus, like, more of an America-like society in the, in the 19th, in the uh, 20th century, so they, you know, this was kind of, these kinds of episodes were an exploration of, Could similar topographical, planetary, et cetera, conditions lead to very similar kind of socio-economic, political situations with Mm -hmm. different species um, or species that are very similar to humans, just coincidentally, like there's no actual genetic uh, similarity, but like all the, all those aliens look like people and behave like people because like they're planets were very similar to earth Mm -hmm. um so it's not really necessarily a different universe although it might feel like it it's you know it's really traveled to another part of the universe um but you can see how this idea of what if what we have existed but slightly differently or what if this one thing changed it's so i mean i think it's uh, i think i mean even plato who i know sammy loves you know contemplated this to too
0: guys we can't keep referencing not you Eski but like in general as a society we cannot keep referencing Plato without exploring what he actually wrote which I think most people don't know and it's really
1: fucked up (laughs) no I yeah I, I agree with you I'm just I'm just saying that the ancients in general let's say contemplated these things
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah um What's your favorite uh, example of this sort of thing? Either parallel universe or different dimension, or
0: that's so hard. Um, as a kid, I loved his Dark Materials, and I really like the Star Trek reboot, the movies mm-hmm. uh, with Chris Pine, which is the whole reboot is actually an alternate dimension, um, where the characters' lives are similar but slightly different from the original series.
1: Mm what about you I don't know what I like I mean like I really don't enjoy anything that goes down the path of what if this horrible political entity survived or what if you know yeah even like the Roman Empire kind of thing I'm kind of like I don't really want to think about that um but even though like it's interesting I just I don't think it's (laughs) i don't think it's beneficial there's enough people who would like be actually really happy about those kinds of things that i don't think we should entertain yeah they're dark fantasies let's keep it to the fantasy version not the real world exactly i mean and i don't like i don't really i'm not really into mcu i mean i guess and i and i don't condone jk rowling but i do enjoy harry potter and the existence of you know this other part of our existing reality that's a good point Um, yeah Yeah. Uh, and like the fact that you know you know unless uh, unless Sammy is uh, magical you know she and I would have no idea that that's all going on but it is Uh, even though it's not (laughs) really like a whole space time type thing necessarily it's definitely another uh it's a part of reality that we cannot experience Mm -hmm. um so I enjoy that everything else is like so dark or it's like superheroes so yeah it's a lot of
0: superheroes yeah Star Trek love Star Trek
1: yeah yeah
0: I feel like Star Wars must have explored this at some point but maybe not I
1: don't I don't remember I mean my whole thing with Star Wars is I watched all the the six well the three original plus the three 2000s movies in elementary school just to like try to like make some gains with my fifth grade crush but then I then it turned out I hated the movies and oh, I was like, wow, no. like, you are done with I'm done with you Evan I'm not, oh, I'm not no. just so our listeners know
0: this podcast is not anti-star Wars. no we're not
1: I, I just like and I you know I was in all hindsight I was like 11 I probably have different opinions now I just haven't revisited <laughs> Fair enough. Did you watch um
0: Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? I did. I enjoyed that. That's all parallel realities.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay. Parallel uh, universes. I'll go, with, I'll go with that. That's like my my less problematic than J.K. Rowling things uh, answer. But I do enjoy Harry Potter, despite
0: all of I'm wearing amazing. my yeah. night bus t-shirt at the moment. Oh, she's
1: <laughs> she just, I'm so disappointed in her. It's, it's
0: just sad. Honestly, it's just so sad. sad.
1: Mm-hmm. J.K. Anyway, I I wish to be in a universe where she didn't say trash things. Me too. (laughs) Please
0: take me to that universe. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to move on into our final and favorite section, which is What the Fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatma's Hit List. Um, <laughs> so What the Fuck, we talked about that dumb house the be- already. The Beach Mountain House? I just don't understand what that is. <laughs> yes, the Beach Mountain House. That's like an- big enough to host a thousand people at a time. I have What the Fuck... Nazim for breaking shit in the cave. That's like not a very archaeologist thing to do, but I guess in the good old days they like to break shit. Also, kind of what the fuck that he would actually be ex- excavating. I don't know when, what time frame that's supposed to be, but I feel like it was all Germans <laughs> at mm-hmm. that point. I have to say again what the fuck to the music in this episode like if you guys re-watch it or notice in the next episode it was absolutely insane um the scene where Onair and Erhan are like trying to solve the code the music is like like literally like gladiator like about are to you go sure to you don't music. have like it's some so other insane. media
1: open on a different device <laughs>
0: I think so but like, you never know it was that out of sync Like maybe Gladiator my, just started playing here. in the background <laughs> um, oh and then I have a dumb one but what the fuck with uh, Ozan being about a foot taller than Sardar also just, just like, like not his very face is just
1: like, so like, much better than Sardar it doesn't even make
0: sense <laughs> what do you guys have?
2: Um, I have just one and it's a tiny one but um, there's this the scene where the with the snake that eats itself um, said that is lighting this candle that's like a woman's head or like an angel's head. I thought that was like creepy. Ah. It was.
1: Yeah, I totally saw that. I didn't notice uh, that. Sophia as well and had the same thought. I don't have anything to add uh, to the list or to anything I said earlier but I hope the purple rocks get a bigger budget, but because <laughs> they bother me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fatma's hit list. I mean, it's like obviously Sardar, but is there anyone else besides Sardar that we want to put up? And there? i'll just go so she doesn't
1: forget that she sucks because nothing's changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, off sucks.
1: Uh, Hannah, I guess, sucks.
0: Yeah, Hannah, like it's not very ethical to like sleep with your spy subjects, I guess, but You're I'm not ready to like commit actress. her to murder. <laughs> yeah. I love her. She's yeah. so funny on Black Money Love. Shout out. <laughs> Kanafana Ash. Best show on TV. Okay. Um Okay, so Fon's most hit list is Sardar. There's nothing we can do about it. Maybe we'll have more variety next season, but he deserves it uh sultan of success
1: mustafa? i'm gonna
0: say Ati. Yeah.
1: oh mustafa is a good or, one or said or
0: well, mustafa really being
1: smarter than anyone no oh yeah that was For failing to so kill funny. himself
0: oh no that's horrible um, I was gonna say Atia because she goes at the beginning of the episode. She's in yeah. a mental hospital jail, and at the end of the episode, We're she's free and in a new universe.
1: That's true. That but really I cool like world. I like Mustafa as an alternate just because, like, I mean, just powers. Yeah,
0: yeah, he did good. He did good. All right. Well, that wraps us up. Congratulations to our dual Saltonzik success, Atia and Mustafa. And uh, we wish Fatma upon Sardar, so we'll see how that works out. Very excited to talk about the next season next time. And thank you all so much for listening.